Welcome to Success Superstars, episode number 133, your place for inspiration, motivation, and the blueprint for success for top performers just like you. My guest today, Pat Truer, the Chief Comedy Officer uh, of Truer, uh, Truer Laughs. Is that the name of your company? Yep, that's it. There we go. And I see you're in my uh, home state. You know, I grew up in Colorado Springs. You, you, you got the Colorado State flag behind you. Oh, yeah. This, this is, I'm born and raised in Colorado, and I've been here almost my entire life. I uh, went to Chicago for the past four years uh, to pursue comedy, right? So I, uh, I had a job here, and I was working remotely. Uh, I mean, I was working in an office, excuse me, but then I realized I wanted to go for my dream in Chicago. And I always said, I loved Saturday Night Live growing up, and the only thing I knew about Saturday Night Live, really, and how to get on it was that most of the people came from Second City, uh, which is a, a theater in Chicago with a lot of improv humor and sketch comedy. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to go. And I looked it up one day. I was like, I can take classes there. And I had these delusions of grandeur that I was going to go, and on my first day of class, I was going to be a superstar, right? And Lauren Michaels was going to walk in the door, and I was going to be on Saturday Night Live, and that was it. That, that, that didn't happen. That, that didn't happen at all. No, I went to Chicago and I actually ended up goofing off for about a year and a half uh, because I still had my corporate job. I was an international sales manager. I would travel all over the world, just schmoozing people, really, right? I'd say just professional schmoozer. Uh, but I was growing deeply unhappy with my life because it became all about the pursuit of money and uh, no fundamental values in my life, no principles of happiness, no real personal development goals at all. It was just the more money I made, the, the bigger couch I bought, right? And the more comfortable I got in that couch, it was like, I, it's an analogy I think about like, I would get a couch and then I'd be like, oh, I want a milkshake. And so I had a milkshake machine put in the couch, you know? And I was like, oh, I want something that it has wine here. And I just was, you know, it was just a very unfulfilling life I was leading. And then I finally realized, thank goodness that, hey, I need to get my act together. If I want to achieve uh, my goals of, of making people laugh, or I really believe that I'm here to make people laugh, that I need to put the work in. I need to identify what are the things that are critical to my future success and kind of get a picture of where I want to be in my life and how to get there and what are the things that I can implement in my daily life to get there. Uh, and so that's, I, I left the, the corporate job and I got serious about comedy and I realized that stand-up comedy, I'm a, I am an only child, so I, I'm very selfish with laughter. Uh, you know, I, lo I love all the attention. Uh, I do, but I also, I do now, I've realized that I also love creating spotlights for other people. Uh, but so I started, I created this routine and then I left my previous job and I started True Laughs because I realized that I knew the corporate infrastructure. I knew how to infiltrate or integrate whatever, whatever target word you want to use on that, the corporate world to find the decision maker. And I knew that people were always looking for ideas to entertain clients or employees. And so I formed Truer Laughs uh, about a year and a half ago. And it was primarily to just provide private shows to corporate groups uh, based in Chicago or, or groups that would come to Chicago to visit. And we would run charity shows as well. Uh, I started running a comedy show in the back room of the Denver Broncos bar uh, of, of Chicago, right in Wrigley. And we turned it where we'd sell 100% of the ticket sales would go to a charity. And that was a critical step because I realized that I had something of value when I started seeing repeat customers, right? right. And so all the ticket, I wasn't making any money off of that, but I was learning a lot, which is 
way more valuable, right? I look back now at those times and I think I actually would have paid for that instead of paying for many of the classes that I paid for. I'm a huge fan of education, uh, formalized education. I just like get better, learn more every day. But I wish that I could, I would have paid for the experience that I had, I would have paid to do it, to put on these shows. And that helped me learn and create ideas and, and build my business, which then has been so helpful leading up to COVID uh, because then COVID hit and, you know, essentially all my customers, my business could have been done, absolutely done right there. And then I realized, you know, people are shifting to uh, just virtual meetings and Zooms and, and they're going to want entertainment. They don't want to be on this. So I have all the resources. I have the business infrastructure built. I have the customers. I have the comedians. And, and, and more, more so importantly, like it's something that keeps the creative spirit going within me. So I just went full on. Uh, to focus on virtual comedy shows in March. It took an adjustment period. I was very stubborn about it for a lot, for about two weeks. I was like, I'm not doing online comedy. No, that's stupid. Not doing it. But then I would start talking to veteran comedians who 30 year comedians who have TV specials, nationally known headliners. And they're saying, no, I haven't done anything. I'm not doing anything. And I realized that they were like, it was an antiquated way of thinking, like almost the dinosaurs, right? And I was reading about businesses that were not adapting to current climates. And I was vocalizing my frustration about reading these businesses to my girlfriend. And then I realized I'm one of these people. By, by refusing to adapt, I'm one of these people. And so I adapted, started focusing on, on Zoom shows and, and providing virtual comedy to people. And it's been amazing. I, it's honestly now I'm struggling to keep up the balance of my personal life and uh, everything that I've established to get here and now my business side of things. So uh, I, just, I just fired off a bunch of stuff yeah. here, Mark. So let's, so let's, un, let's unpack this a little bit because uh, our audience uh, has a very similar uh, path. They've, they've taken the, the guts uh, to leave a corporate job and move into entrepreneurship. So let's unpack that for a minute. Was that scary for you? Was it scary to take that step? Terrifying, terrifying because of the lifestyle I had built for myself. Right. And I thought that was the life that I needed to have. And I felt like I, it was very comfortable. I, I'm very grateful for everything I've had, but I had a mindset that I need this paycheck, that I need to, uh, make more money and I need to be able to make the payments on the house, you know, everything, you know, you have to, we have to pay the bills. And I got entrenched in that thinking and I became like, I found myself valuing myself based on how much money I was making, which is a deeply unfulfilling, like, and when you realize that, that's a horrible feeling. And it was, and when I did realize that it's like, I need to get out. And so I had watched a Ted talk uh, with Tim Ferriss, where he talks about fear. And he says, imagine your greatest fear. And in my, at that time for in my life, my greatest fear was not having that paycheck. And imagine if that now imagine that happens, take some time and think about what would you do? And I, I did that. I did the exercise and I realized I'll figure it out. I'll, I will, I will figure it out. I can, I can create a plan. I can remove that element of, I'm not going to say remove, I'm going to say minimize that element of fear. Right. And so I can think rationally and then I planned it out. And so I had that thought uh, that was eight months before I left, uh, left the corporate job. And in those eight, following eight months, I planned out exactly how I could do it and what I needed to do to set myself up and then started learning more. You know, I had goofed off for a long time. I was right. in Chicago for two years 
I was taking classes at Second City and some other theaters, but regards to stand-up, doing almost nothing. And so I thought, all right, I'm going to use this time. I'm going to learn about the infrastructure of the world that I'm about to enter and figure out how it works so I can figure my entry points, my loopholes, how I can create my own infrastructure. And, and I spent that time and I did it. And, and it's the best, one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Yeah. Uh, and so that was like leaving that corporate, that paycheck, you know, going to like getting my own insurance. Like it's a small thing, but it's a frustrating process. If you like, cause my whole career, it was, I went from a kid from being on my mom's insurance until age 25. And then it was just insurance was a part of every job I had. And now like, it's just a silly little thing that's fairly easy to do, but when you don't do it, you get a bit intimidated in these little steps of everything of going out on your own and just realizing if you take the time, you don't get overwhelmed with the fear or the, oh my gosh, I've never done this. I can't do this. Don't do that. You know, don't set your hair on fire and hide under the desk. It's like, take a minute, breathe and say, okay, I just need to take some time to learn about how this works so I can figure out the best way to handle this situation in my life and then move forward. And you learn it and then what's amazing about that is once you do it, you're able to help other people who, you know, take similar paths in life. You can say, oh, no, listen, I've, I've been there. I know exactly where you're at right now. I can help you with this. Uh, example, I have a friend who's trying to start her own business, leave her steady paycheck and forming an LLC. She hired a business coach. She hired a lawyer. And I, and I talked to her and she's spending a substantial sum of money on that. And I said, you don't need to do any of that. I, I like one, I can help with the LLC in some states takes about 15 minutes and $50 as opposed to a lawyer is going to charge you 500 to $1,000 to get it done. And right. then all these other things, I can help you with these basics, which for me has been one of the greatest gifts that I didn't imagine is helping my friends and other people. Like anytime someone reaches out to me asking for help of how to start a business and, and what to go through and what to think about, I love helping them because I don't want them to go through that frustrating period of like, ah! You know, what am I going to do? And just, you know, giving up before you even really get started. Yeah. So, uh, so, so you took the leap of faith. You took the leap of faith. You took the jump and you plan that out. And obviously that's, that's been uh, successful for you. Have you had any re regrets since you've done that? No, uh, not at all. It's uh, for a while, you know, I was a, I was a sales guy. The thing that I miss is, right. So I would take clients out to nice dinners. That was great having the corporate Amex, right? To take people to really nice dinners around the world. And that was great, but I got real fat doing that. That was it. I was, I, very, I had three chins, you know, it was, it was awful. And so I, I'm, I'm much healthier now and uh, I'm eating much better food. So I don't, that's like my biggest thing that I miss is those type of experiences, but I'm creating all of my, my own new experiences. And the reward is so satisfying of being autonomous and being able to make my own decisions and not being weighed down by, you know, I worked for companies that had a lot of overweighted on top and right. not having that and being able to make decisions and do it right away is such a liberating feeling and, uh, and it's such a great experience in life to learn. Uh, so all these positive feelings way override any sort of thoughts of regrets at first. Absolutely. The regret monster would come into my head and say, ah, you know, you should, ah, you're not making a good idea. And that would happen. I realized that would happen when I would be lying in bed in the morning and maybe I would not get out of bed when my alarm clock would go off. That's when I started to have those thoughts. I realized I got to get up. I got to get out of bed. I got to get, I got to get the blood moving. And that has been like, then I've established, you know, healthy behavior and patterns and uh, just daily kind of almost rituals, which have suppressed all those negative thoughts of regret uh, and just allowed me to focus on every day's a gift. 
what can I do today to get better, to make truer laughs better, to make more people laugh, to create uh, more enjoyable experiences for everybody around me? Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about that. I know you and I have talked about some of the routines you do and some of the, uh, the things you do on a daily basis to keep uh, you sharp. Uh, tell us a little bit about those. Yeah, so I, uh, James Altucher, is, uh, he has a podcast. It's one of my favorite ones, and he is a big proponent. He says, choose yourself and create a, have a board and list out your daily activities and mark those off. And I was listening to a lot of podcasts. Well, I was still in my previous job, and I had that eight-month period, I'll say the planning period, uh, my escape plan. Uh, I was listening to a lot of other podcasts and interviews and reading books of people I admired and respected. And there were some consistent items. And one was creating that daily list uh, and checking it off so you can see your accomplishments. So it's, it's tangible. You hold yourself accountable. It's right in front of you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it started with writing them all down on paper. So I, I started just imagining like, what do I want? Okay. One thing that was consistent with every successful person that I was listening to and that I admire was meditation. Uh, right. I used to be a very anxious person and I would let my thoughts consume me. And I started meditating just 10 minutes a day. I downloaded Headspace, right? Nothing, nothing fancy. And 10 minutes a day of just learning how to go through that process and relaxing uh, is critical. And that has helped me so much in being able to maintain uh, a, a level head and not let my emotions get the best of me because it used to happen all the time. Right. So meditating was a big one like that. You know what? I'm going to try meditating. I never done it. I did it. And now I do it nearly every day. Um, I wanted to play the piano. I wanted to, I had gone to an event where um, with my grandfather and he's, it was a fundraising event with a, a football coach for a university. And he said, watch what happens, Pat. He's going to walk in the room. He's going to have everybody like that. And I, I said, okay, grandpa, I think I was 19 years old. And I said, yeah, right. Certainly enough, the coach walks in, he's in a full tuxedo with the penguin flaps, and he just waves, good looking guy, there's a grand piano in the middle of the room, he sits down, doesn't say anything, just plays, uh, like just 30 seconds, sings something, just like that, he had everybody, he had everybody in the room, 300 people in the room, totally focused, totally enamored with this man, and I remember thinking, that's something I would like to do. I would really like to do that. But I would tell people, I'd like to learn how to play the piano, but I wasn't doing anything about it. So piano was on the list. And now I play piano nearly every day for like 30 to 45 minutes. And it's just fun. I, I never thought I'd be able to read music, right? I'm 38 years old and I'm, I'm starting to play piano at age 37. And, and it's, it's remarkable. So that uh, reading, like reading is critical. I, I love to read continually. Like I was talking about a proponent of education and, and I'd love to read as, as much as possible. So that's on the daily list as well. Uh, exercising 45 minutes and then uh, performing uh, and writing as well. So those six items, those are on my daily and I bought a big whiteboard. I lined it all out Monday through Friday and I checked off each one. And something that I did have pre-COVID when, when I was doing in-person shows is that I knew I had a lot of time to make up for. Uh, for the 12 years that I was in the corporate world, not pursuing my dream. And I said, all right, stand-up comedy. I have a goal. I had a goal of 500 performances in one year. And I hit 481, which I was very, very happy about, right? And I would mark it. So I'd go out every night. I'd go to open mics, which are miserable. If you've never been to an open mic, I have. probably for the best, right? It's just a lot of very unhappy people not paying attention. You get about four minutes to go practice whatever you've come up with for the day. It could go 
however you want it to, right? And that was another thing I had to have a goal for those. And so I'd come at the home at the end of the night, I'd mark it on my board. All right, I did four performances tonight. I read, I played piano, I meditated, I wrote, and like I exercised and that was great. And I having that board in front of me to mark off everything as I went along was essential to get me to where I am right now. Yeah, well, you know, so wh whether you're a comedian creating a, a, a company, uh, a troupe, or whether you're a real estate professional, there's a lot of analogies here in terms of the daily habits and the daily routines. And that had to just be so powerful for you. It was because now it, I've realized it's gotten me, I've realized the power of having a vision. It's not a, it's not a 4K, you know, it's not a high def vision. It's a general vision. Right. And I've realized that I, to get there, I have to put these daily routines in place. And, and, and now I'm, I'm seeing the power of that. It's, it's finally like I'm living it. And, and quite honestly, I feel like I'm in a state of psychosis where I can't believe this is happening right now. Uh, as you know, I'm, I'm so grateful for all of this, but uh, in, a, in a time, in a, in a pandemic, where uh, knock on wood, you know, I'm, I'm creating opportunities for other people. I'm creating opportunities for performers to uh, be uh, very well compensated, uh, to do what they love and what they have spent countless hours on uh, practicing and working on. And, and at the same time, creating laughter, uh, much like, we run shows, right? You were, you were, I'm so grateful for the show that you hired True Relax to do. And uh, what's amazing to me is after every show is that just seeing people laugh uh, in, in the show we did together, seeing people's comments. Thank you very much. This was a great time. I really needed this laugh. If I get one of those sentences after a show, it doesn't matter how much money we made or any of that. If I get one person that says, I really needed that. Everything I've done is worth it. Yeah. Everything I've yeah. done is worth it and our, our, our audience will be able to relate to that because they get the same thing when they help uh, a, a buyer or seller you know achieve their goal of either selling their home or getting into a new home so as we wrap up this episode i'd love to have you back again because there's more to unpack about love your to. success but if, if there's one thing that you would advise entrepreneurs everyone listening to this is an independent uh a business owner uh, you know, no salary, you know, 100% commission, you know, if, if they don't hunt, they don't eat. Yep. Uh, what, what's one or two things that you would advise the audience on being a, a successful entrepreneur? When you get down on yourself, think about three things and say them out loud and maybe even write them down that you're grateful for. And it's very easy to get down when you, you don't achieve or you don't get the results that you initially think you want. What I mean by that is I've had a lot of situations where I want the business, right? So it's selling a home. I want it. I want this one piece of business. With the, I don't get it. And instead of getting down on myself, I think, all right, what, first of all, what am I grateful? I'm grateful for that. I had the opportunity that I have, like, at least I'm, I had this conversation. I'm grateful for that. I, I did learn something from this. I, I asked them, why didn't it work out? And it, like make everything that a perceived failure, a, uh, a learning experience. And I know a lot of people think that's real corny. I thought that was super corny for a long time. And especially I, I remember someone in school told me, uh, never say, look at everything as an opportunity, an opportunity or a challenge. It's never a problem. It's never a failure. It's an opportunity to learn. It's a challenge. And I just think 
that's a load of garbage. That's so corny. Okay, you know, who? how much did you pay somebody to then reiterate what they sent? All right, stop watching Tony Robbins. And then I realized, well, there's actually something there. And I started implementing these things in my life and they've helped tremendously. So I would say, when you get down, think about what did you learn? What do you have the opportunity to learn? What are you grateful for? Those solid things, oh, and, and I'm gonna say it, if you're lying around in bed, don't do it. Make yourself get out of bed and just get moving. And those are just kind of three simple things. But without those things in my life, I can't do the, the rest of what I'm doing right now because it allows me to maintain a positive mindset and to be calm in situations and identify new opportunities that I previously had no idea existed, but would not have arisen if I hadn't, hadn't experienced the failure, the perceived failure. So that's a little more than one or two things, but those things are kind of the core of what helped me succeed and to achieve what I want to in life. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, I appreciate you joining us and pouring into the audience today. I think that the audience is going to get some some great value from uh, two of the recommendations, particularly the Tim Ferriss, well, one getting over, uh, over the uh, fear and the habit board was off the charts. Uh, yeah, it's, it's critical. It's, uh, I owe a lot to that. And everyone who I ever listened to to say they did things similar, it just, it's holding yourself accountable. And it really just starts putting pen to paper, writing down the idea, then translating, you know, then, then I moved it to a whiteboard. And it just sounds so silly, so easy, so achievable, but it's just taking the time to do it. Yeah, well, there you go. And as we wrap up this episode, Pat, I'm so grateful for you. And we'll see you soon on another episode of Success Superstars. 